Oh, man. All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, yes, your favorite, your favorite, I think, I, well, I've been told, okay? I've been told by anonymous sources I am their favorite talk show host, Rob Zakari, and this is the Rob Zakari Show. Oh, I'm I'm ugh, I'm feeling a little bloated. It's uh, what time is it? About seven ish here. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know when the way they set it up with the so they could put the commercials in the beginning and I don't know. But we were at lunch earlier. I had a bunch of doctor appointments and went to lunch. I went to this Mexican place. Frita, it's called. Frita. And I had a lunch special, but it seemed like a dinner special because I've been bloated for the last three hours. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could, I still taste it. Ugh. It's horrible. Horrible. All right. So let's talk about Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I know we 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 talked about this yesterday because while everybody was talking about it this morning because their shows are on in the afternoon, uh, we got to talk about it last night. Actually, as it happened, we got to talk about it, which is great. And uh, it's still fascinating. It's still exciting. It's still exhilarating. Uh, even 24 hours later. Listen, anytime a liberal, anytime a Democrat, anytime an ultra hipster douchebag progressive gets punked, and I'm not even talking about mildly punked, I'm talking about the worst punk, that Geraldo Rivera opening the vault, nothing there punk. And I heard somebody say tonight when uh, someone compared the whole Geraldo Al Capone's vault, they said, yeah, but at least Geraldo didn't know the vault was empty. <laughs> Rachel Maddow actually knew what she had. She had a big, giant turd, and she was just polishing it. She was getting it all waxed up, hoping that everybody would see this beautiful, shiny ring from Tiffany's and not this old, white, dried-up turd that she had. So anytime... Anytime a hipster, douchebag, liberal, progressive gets punked, it's euphoric for me. It's, it's orgasmic. Just like I've always said, I don't care if Trump slipped on a banana peel, hit his head on a, on a, on a toilet, and died. And we got Mike Pence. The fact there's no Clinton in the office is worth everything. 
the fact that there's no Democrat in office is worth everything. To not have to see douchebag George Clooney or Beyonce, Queen Bet and Jay-Z hanging out at the White House for four years. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting euphoric. I'm getting orgasmic thinking about that right now. So all day today, watching everybody just rip Rachel Maddow apart has been awesome. It, it, it really has. It, it's, it's been awesome. And then I like watching the people that defend her, like uh, Huffington Post. Here. <laughs> I was going to play the clip. But Huffington Post, stop piling. And, and I, I, I should say it the way it's supposed to be. Stop piling on Rachel Maddow for not talking down Trump. She's not responsible for the heightened expectations that led to the disappointment on Tuesday. We are. Snap my fingers. Maxwell scratching. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole story on uh, uh, the, the Huffington crap post there. Please, just leave Rachel alone. Please. She's our political Ellen. Stop. <laughs> Let me ask you just a quick question. <laughs> Let me ask you a quick question. If lesbians, okay, and all about, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're attracted to women, they don't need men, why do they dress to look like dudes? Why is that? I'm, I'm very confused on that. Ellen, Maddow, Sally Cohen, why? They all look like dudes. I don't get it. I'm lost. I know. I know. I don't. Whatever. I'm. I'm sexist. I'm racist. I'm homophobic. I'm all of those things. But it's just. I'm just asking. I've always asked that question. My sister's a big homo, and I ask her, and she can't give me an answer either. She shrugs her shoulder like that. All right. I will go on. So just watching these sites, just watching all of these people trying to defend Rachel Maddow is is hilarious. It's it's, it's hilarious. And then watching uh, more people take big dumps all over her is orgasmic. And it's funny. This just exemplifies the uh, bubble that the media is in. Because last night, Listen, for every uh, journalist or reporter, whatever the hell you want to call them, that were uh, busting Rachel Maddow's stones or what happened, deep inside, deep inside, they were very upset. They were very, I mean, I even think Van Jones said it the best. I kept waiting and wanting I was I just go oh, I just want I mean he, he even said it he wanted he wanted the the oligarchs and the this and the 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 yachts and the connections so for every 
reporter, pundit, journalist that criticized her. Deep down inside, they were crushed. They were crushed. This was their time. They had the tax returns. They had the they had the goods. They had the goods that were going to show that Trump paid no taxes. They were they they had the goods that showed that he paid the Gambino family millions and millions of dollars. Just don't forget, he's got all these shady ties to all these gangsters, and of course. In all tax returns, you list all the shady people that you've gotten money from or that you've paid. Didn't you know that? Duh. Line 62. Paid the Gambino family $1.6 million deduction. So the media, the Democrats, they were like, yes, yes, we got it. And at the end of the day, last night, last night, I said Trump paid a higher tax rate than uh, Apple and NBC. But hell, today I'm reading stories. Not only did he pay a higher tax rate than Apple and NBC, but he paid a higher tax rate than Obama. Obama's 2014 taxes, he paid something like 19%. He even paid more than the great Bernie Sanders. You know, Mr. Uh, the rich are getting all the money and all that. I love when liberals talk like that. Because I asked, I oh, give more money. Why are you? Why are you paying fourteen percent? Why are you paying fourteen percent? If the rich go getting all the money, then why don't you go? Okay, I made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I should pay half. Even if I don't, even if the law doesn't require me to pay half, I'm gonna pay half because it's not right. They don't do that. Okay? They don't do it. Anytime you hear a rich Democrat, liberal douchebag talk about taxes and the whole... Listen, they're the first ones to scream and yell for tax breaks. Every single one of these Hollywood douchebags, every single one of them, set their production companies up and orchestrate how they shoot, where they shoot, all based on tax cuts. Do you ever wonder why somebody shoots in, like, Louisiana? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, the movie's supposed to be set in Louisiana. No, 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 no. Okay, listen, you're talking about movie magic. You, you can shoot a, a movie in Timbuktu, and make it look like New York City. They shoot in these places because the cities say to the production companies, we'll give you money. If you come here, we, we will give you tax credits. Basically, just, 
just shoot your movie here. Everything is free. We, we provide just everything you can imagine. Just shoot here. We want you to bring everybody that's associated with this production into our town. We don't care about the taxes because the thousand people you're going to have here are going to eat at the diners. They're going to go to the clubs. They're going to stay in the hotel rooms. They're going to go to the 7-Elevens. It's going to be huge for our economy. Please. Uh, Liberals' biggest, and it's not even hypocrites, because that's a nice word. They're, they're just douchebags. That, that, the most uncouth term you could imagine. The dirtiest, foulest. They are douchebags. Okay? That's it. End of story. So all the reports today. Trump paid more than somebody in his position would have paid. Like other billionaires, other people that make hundred, two, three, four hundred million have paid less than him. I mean, if you think about it, Warren Buffett always talks about paying in the teens. I pay less tax than my secretary. That's not right. You're right. Trump almost paid 30%. You're right, Warren. And then you got the, uh, the, the I call them fake Republicans. They're, well, they're cucks. They're the ultimate cucks. Joe Scarborough, very convenient, he says. Very convenient for a favorable tax return to get leaked. Remember what I said about Scarborough? The ultimate goal for that douchebag is a run in 2020. Trust me. 2020, he's running for president. He's got that poobah, Mika Brzezinski on his arm, first lady, two jerk-offs. So at the end of the day, Trump's paying more tax than Obama, more tax than Hillary Clinton. More tax than Bernie Sanders. More tax than NBC. I've seen a report that said New York Times in 2014, they paid no taxes. They actually got a $3.6 million refund on a $29.9 million pre-tax profit. And think about all the liberal douchebags that work for the New York Times. Nicholas Kristoff, Maggie Haberman, Thrust. What do you think? They're making 20000 a year? These douchebags are making six figures. These douchebags are making six figures and their paper, the people that pay them, pay no taxes. And they're writing articles about Trump going, you know what, Trump possibly didn't pay taxes for 18 years, except for this year, except for 05 when he paid uh, close to what, 35 million, 36 million? Oh, except for that year. Forgot about that year. 
Oh, well, what about the other tax returns? What about those? Those are the ones that are going to show the, the, the mob payoffs. <laughs> okay. Those are the ones that are going to... Uh, those are the ones that are going to show the fucking oligarchs. This million dollar payoff, the Gambino family, this million dollar payoff, the Genovese crime, fa- this million dollar payoff. Oh, but he took a reduction for gas driving to go see the Chin Gigante. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Absolutely stupid. But the bubble. Let me get back to the bubble. So you got Hack Tapper. You know Hack from CNN. The Hack. Hack Tapper. That's what I call him, the Hack. Hack Tapper. So Trump tweets out about um, David K. Johnson. How uh, this guy, this, this, this guy that nobody knows or nobody's heard of, just... Uh, all of a sudden got Trump's tax returns uh, in a mailbox. And um, Hack Tapper tweets out, plenty have heard of him. Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times writer about tax code. You know, so there's Jake Tapper, you know, coming. You know, a lot of people, you want to know maybe... Some of you haven't heard about this. Back in 2011, David K. Johnson wrote a column about Rupert Murdoch and about how Rupert Murdoch had all these shady, uh, you know, numbers manipulation with taxes and all of this funky. Well, guess what? It was all BS. It was all lies. He wrote this for Reuters, and Reuters had to pull the column. Back in 2011, Reuters had to pull the column. When you are a supposed journalist, and you write an article that's exposing fraud or corruption or or a crime, And someone has to pull it. Because what you wrote was wrong to the point where you can be sued. From that point forward, you are disqualified as any respected member of the quote-unquote journalist community. And that's David K. Johnson. The guy wrote a, a hatchet piece against Fox and Rupert Murdoch in 2011 for Reuters and had to get it pulled. And here's Jake Tapper, the hack himself. Plenty of people heard about him. He's a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, yeah, okay, hack. What, what about the fact that guy had a huge expose pulled? Did you leave that out? Of course you left that out, hack. Because you're part of CNN. You're fake news. You're the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. That's what you are. That's what you are. 
You're a big scam. You're not news. You're not. I'm Walter Cronkite. Here is the news. We have a storm here. We have hot weather there. We have a shooting in Beirut. We'll be right back. Here's a commercial. That's not what you are, hack. You are propaganda for the Democrat Party, for the liberal agenda. That's all. And when there's a liberal president, when there's a president named Barry Hussein Obama, you are state-run media. You are state-run media. End of story. So as you're defending David K. Johnson and and this jerk-off, you know how I, during the election cycle, and it's funny because in an interview today, Trump said, this guy, he's been, he's been following me around for 25 years. And it's the truth. This guy, David K. Johnson, it's like all he's done his entire life, besides writing articles about Rupert Murdoch, I mean, you see, you see where the guy's ideology is, writing hit pieces on Rupert Murdoch and Fox News, getting it pulled by Reuters because it's BS. Guy is a liberal, and if you look at him, you know, the big fat liberal with the beard, your typical fat, old, douchebag, hippie liberal. You're typical. Like Rachel Maddow looks like you're atypical lesbian. David K. Johnson looks like you're atypical hipster, old, douchebag liberal. Typical. Somebody you'd see at a Bernie Sanders rally. Hanging out with Ben and Jerry for fucking, oh, Jesus. Hit the... Hit the hit the hit the button on that. Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream guys. Oh God. Hack tapper. So this guy, David uh David K. Johnson. Every every day he was on um uh CNN. He would be he, they basically would would hold him for everybody's segment. So he would start with Anderson Cooper. So they would they would have him for an Anderson Cooper segment. Then they would have him for a Don Lemon segment. Then they would have him come back in the morning for a Chris Homo segment discussing his new book about how Donald Trump is a conniving scumbag. He's evil. He's horrible. Don't vote for him. That's this guy, David K. Johnson. That hack tapper is is talking up. CNN's talking up. But they conveniently leave out the fact that the guy gets gets a article pulled by Reuters. I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, I I know I'm harping on it. But that's a big thing. If you're an investigative journalist and you put all this time into a piece and the people you wrote it for have to pull it because it's factually inaccurate and they don't want to get sued, 
I mean, you should be run out of town. You should be gone. Finished. Out. Benito. Kaputz. So, these are just some extra details uh, that uh, I found out today. After everybody was talking about the whole Rachel Maddow situation. And we talked it to to death last night. We did. We talked it to death. But I wanted to, to touch on it. I got on my little notes. Got on my little notes. So... It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari. We're going to take a quick break. It's real quick. Relax. And uh, enjoy uh, my favorite uh, of all time. Well, it's not the Hillary hot sauce. It's that it's Trump getting a question from a person in a town hall who they say was a plant. And it was to create controversy. And they say it was a guy... Uh, set up by the uh, the Bush team, but I still like the question, and I still like the guy, and I thought it was pretty funny. It's the Muslim question here, the Rob Zakari show. Don't go away; we'll be right back. So, so I'm really honored by the crowd, and we're gonna have some fun now because instead of making a speech, which I've been doing over and over and over, I want to take questions. Don't we like that, right? Okay. All right, let's start with this group right over here. Come on. Okay, this man, I like this guy. Welcome, White Plains. Amen. Okay. We have a problem in this country. It's called Muslims. We know our current president is one. Right. You know he's not even an American. We need this first question. This is man. First but anyway, we have training camps growing where they want to kill us. Mm hmm. That's my question. When can we get rid of We're going to be looking at a lot of different things. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying that bad things are happening out there. We're going to be looking at that and plenty of other things. <laughs> We're back. It's Rob Scare's Rob Scare Show. That's, that's, one of my, that's one of my favorite. Might be my all-time favorite. I don't know, but I think it's pretty good. Hey, man. I always say it sounds like uh, Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong movies. Hey, man, when are we going to get rid of the Muslims? (laughs) All right, speaking of Muslims, speaking of them sweet, sweet muzzies, so uh, the travel ban, the new travel ban, uh, got blocked. Go figure. Go figure federal judge in Hawaii (laughs) has blocked the new Trump travel ban. Yeah. Go figure. You know when you hear the term doctor shopping? You know when you're uh, addicted to opiates? Or, I don't know, Valium, whatever. Just shop. So you go to different doctors and tell them about the pain in your neck or the pain in your elbow or the pain in your testicles, whatever. Pain in your breasts. I don't know. Your rectum. Anyways, 
they then give you pills. And then you go to another doctor and you go through the same charade with them. So eventually you've got 10 different prescriptions from 10 different doctors and you go get those prescriptions filled and now you're all hopped up on junk for a few weeks. That's doctor shopping. Right now what you're seeing is judge shopping. That's what's being done. And it's the result of having a president, a liberal Democrat, who is trying, or I should say, who, well, I mean, I'm, well, I, I got to say accomplished. I mean, what do you say, trying? Accomplished to fundamentally change this country. You know, when you put judges, federal judges, which are lifetime appointments, and you control the White House for eight years, you ultimately change the direction of the country for lifetimes. I mean, think about it. If you're putting a judge on, you know, the Ninth Circuit or, 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 or you know, the, the Third Circuit who's 40 years old, nowadays people live to their 80. People live to their 85. Look at uh, Ginsburg there, Ruth Bader. What is she, 110? So what happens is, throughout those eight years, Obama stocked these courts with liberal activist judges. And when people say, no, 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 judge, they're not political, stop. It's stupid. If the Supreme Court is political, if the whole concept of picking a Supreme Court judge is based on one's ideology and who they've clerked for and who appointed them and so forth and so on, why does it only apply to a Supreme Court judge and not to all the other federal judges? Especially when most judges that get nominated to the Supreme Court are federal judges from these different circuits. I mean, Alito and Roberts were from the third circuit. They were put in that position, not the Supreme Court, but they were put in their lower federal judge position based on an ideology. So don't say that these federal judges that are responding to the travel ban is not political. That's stupid. And when you see the pundits and the fake conservatives, the fake Republicans, the cucks, 
going, see, it's now the, the two judges in a row. That should tell Trump something. No, how? It's judge shopping. It's Dr. Judge shot. It's the same thing. You know what judges in what districts are conservative and which ones are liberal. It's not that hard. Not that hard. Nobody's going to go to Diane Sykes or Pryor. And we can go down the whole list of conservative federal judges. Nobody's going to go to them. What do you think about the travel ban? Because they're before the travel ban. They're going to say, well, the Constitution says. Black and white. Real simple. A judge can't take a, 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 a president when they are campaigning their rhetoric in account for how they're going to rule. That's an activist judge. And that's what this judge in Hawaii did. He basically said, well, you know, the things that Trump said uh, on, on the campaign trail, and the, these are, are, are the things that we're going to take. You, you can't do that. That's an activist judge. You have to follow what the law says. You don't take into one's feelings. It's, it's ridiculous. So that's all that's going on. Judge shopping. That's it. Judge shopping. And it's easy to do. It's very easy to do. Very easy to do. Everybody in the political world knows what judges are the conservatives, what judges are the liberals. They know different verdicts they've rendered. Easy. Real easy. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. Now, can they rule against the travel ban? Sure. But I would say it's highly unlikely. I, I highly, I highly doubt that, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to um, faith in the liberals, but I, I can't even see a, a staunch liberal judge, but who also knows the law, and they might not agree with a political motivation or or words, but the law is the law. Rather, it's Sudamayara or even Ginsburg. I can't see them pointing to cable news comments 
And that's what this Hawaii judge did. I told you. Decisions that went to the ruling, he was basing things on what was said on cable news during the campaign. That is completely effing whacked out. That is completely, completely whacked. I mean, the guy is, is, is quote, well, he's using quotes and, and using Anderson Cooper's interview with Donald Trump. That's mind-boggling. That's mind-boggling. That, that's not how law is supposed to be decided. You're supposed to look at the Constitution, or you're supposed to look at a law that's written. You're not supposed to take into account Anderson Cooper interview. What, are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? Come on. You 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 got it. You got to be. I, stop. <laughs> She's got to stop. And this judge even said. This judge even said that it's highly likely if this executive order came from a different president, the outcome would be different. But because of the things Trump said in an interview. Is why he's ruling the way he's ruling. I again, you can't appeal it to the Ninth Circuit because they already uh, did what they did on the first executive order. This has got to go to the Supreme Court. But if this is not an activist decision, I don't know what is, and that's why. It's so important. It's so important. All this fighting and the health care and the, oh, God, uh, you know, the Clean Water Initiative Act, all of these bills and, and executive, man, the most important thing is filling the 100 plus Federal judge vacancies. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. That's what Trump and the Republicans should have done on day one. They should have said, you know what? We're not doing anything until we get these hundred and... I, I, don't, I think it's up to 140 or so. Federal judges uh, put on these benches. Remember, all they need is 51 votes. All all they need is 51 votes. They could ram those judges through. That's the most important thing, because you see how this country's been shaped by eight years of Obama. You get activist judges, and you spread them throughout the country. Forget about it. Forget about it. You're baking, forget gay wedding cakes, you're baking a cake 
for a tranny who wants to marry a dog while their gay Pomeranian looks on and Bruce Jenner's officiating. You're baking the cake for them. You're baking that cake. (laughs) You're baking that cake. And if you own a business, you've got a, a man's bathroom, a woman's bathroom, a tranny bathroom, uh, the, uh, the, the hermaphrodite bathroom. I, I, man, it's just insanity. You got safe space rooms. Every restaurant, every every building's got to have a space, a safe space room. <laughs> That's why it's important to get federal judges that are not liberal douchebag activists. who were freshmen in law school when Obama was their professor. And they were just, they're salivating. Oh, I want you. And their dream is to become a lawyer, then a judge, so they could right the wrongs of the evil white man. Oh, dear. Reparations for everybody. A judge deciding on a a, a, a CNN. CNN. A CNN interview. I'm ruling today because of the interview you did with Anderson Cooper. And, it, and with Anderson, you mean the guy... The guy who does naked man pyramids with Andy Cohen on a beach in the Bermuda? That guy? <laughs> that guy? The guy who talks about anal sex? Are you kidding me? Stop. Just stop. Unbelievable. Why, guys, I'm telling you, that should have been the first thing we did. Get our judges on those benches. First thing we should have did. <sighs> All right. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. What's going on with John McCain? But more on that when we get back. Crazy old bastard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
right, we're back. That was uh, Baked Alaska. Yes, that was Baked Alaska. We love our cops, law enforcement. Baked. He's got to do a. Uh, he's got to new do a new song. So, whoever knows Baked, tell him new song. I can only tell him so much. New song. Oh God. What's going on with John McCain? I we're gonna get to. Um, little bow wow in a second, but let's just talk about John McCain. I think he officially lost his mind. I think he's officially lost. Remember back in 08, everyone, well, everyone, the left made fun of him as the grumpy old guy that screams at the kids to get off his lawn, get off the lawn. You bastards. Remember? And that was eight years ago. And then after he picked Sarah Palin and that turned out to be a complete disaster, people say, I'll be, what's wrong with him? This guy. What's, what the hell's wrong with him? That was eight years ago. Eight years ago, people thought he was a little off his rocker. And then, remember, eight years before that, eight years before that, they painted him as being a little cuckoo. When he was in Nam, he had some, uh, so, 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 some uh, mental issues. He, he had a mental breakdown. Remember the Bush campaign, Carl Rove? Man, they, they went after him brutal, they said. He's got shell shock. He's got an illegitimate kid. You don't want him anywhere near the nuclear codes. So technically, 16 years ago, 16 years ago, the Republicans were calling in uh, question McCain's sanity. And then eight years later, Obama and the left were calling in his insanity or qual- calling, his, calling in question his sanity. Remember when McCain was doing the whole bomb, 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 Moran? <laughs> yes, I'm just joking. People are like, dude, you're joking about bombing a country like who does that what's wrong with you so 16 years McCain has been people have been questioning his sanity about 16 years now don't forget John McCain is like 81 years old I I kid I kid you not Hold on. I'll tell you exactly. I think he wanted. We did this before. How old he was. I got to be careful where I'm on this computer. Because remember last week we had all of those. Those just duh, horribleness. 80 years old. He's 80. He'll be 81 August 29th. So remember, he's 81. He uh, won re-election. 
which none of us thought he would win, but he won. So, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, son of a bitch might die in office, okay? He might die in office. So, he wins re-election. He knows he's probably going to die in office. And he can let his crazy flag fly now because he's got nothing to lose. He's, he's, I mean, he's going he's gonna to die in office. The unhealthy daughter of hers, she's got no radio show anymore. She does that thing on Fox, but I, I think that, you know, that's on borrowed time. She's basically done. And he's just letting his crazy flag fly. Every single week, he's, he's bitching about Trump. Oh, you gotta see, you gotta see what's going on with the Russians. You gotta see what's going on with the Russians. Gotta see what's going on with the Russians. Gotta see what's going on with the Russians. And we're gonna talk about the Russians some more in a little bit. But gotta see what's going on with the Russians. Gotta see what's going. On. Like man, are you a Republican or what? You sound like a Democrat. What's going on? You and Lindsey Graham? They Russia. Oh Jesus! You don't sound like Republicans. So now today, today, John McCain is accusing Rand Paul. Of working with the Russians. I mean, at some point, listen, at some point, the the Russian boogeyman is is got it's 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 got to get old. Considering four years ago, remember Hillary Clinton, the reset button, we're all going to start, you know, giving each other reach arounds. The Olympics were in Russia. Listen, if if you're if you, if you have a an enemy, the most heinous, evil enemy, you don't have the Olympics in their country. If you have the most evil, heinous country, you don't have their ambassador at the White House twenty two times. Sergey was at the White House twenty two times. So at some point. This whole boogeyman of the Russians, you know, it's going to run its course. The boy that cried wolf at some point is going to say, all right, all right, all right, there's no effing wolf. So when John McCain is now going, Rand Paul, he's working for the Russians. It's like, what? What What did you just say? I mean, McCarthyism was, was... was serious stuff. This is like eclipsing McCarthyism and just becoming something cartoonish. Russians. 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 So Rand Paul objected to a place called Montengaro's. Montegaro. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Someone's probably saying you're a dumb mother effort. You don't even know how to properly pronounce this. M O N 
P E N G R O Montegaro Montangaro <laughs> Montangaro is a Balkan country with rugged mountains, medieval villages. <laughs> I can I'm it's a country in the Balkans. Montegaro Montangro Montegro is a Balkan country with rugged mountains, medieval villages, and a narrow strip of beaches along its uh, uh, coastline. The Bay of Coder, resembling a a fjord, is dotted with coastal churches and fortified towns such as Kader, Hersagnovi, Dermatri, Dermatri. <laughs> I mean, who gives a crap about this place? Okay, I never even knew this place existed. That's okay. I I didn't even know this place existed. All right. I never knew this place existed. Call me stupid. Call me uninformed. Never even knew this place existed. I guess they want to be part of NATO. I was, when I was at the doctor's office, I see I, I played the clip, and I had to listen to this clip. It was like this four-minute rambling, just rambling thing of McCain. So they want to be part of NATO. And I guess Rand Paul objected. Rand Paul objected to the unanimous consent motion. To advance the bill. McCain said, if there is an objection, you're achieving the objectives of Vladimir Putin. You're achieving the objectives of trying to dismember this small country that has already been the subject of an attempted coup. I have no idea why anyone would object to this, except that I will say, if they object... They are now carrying out the desires and the ambitions of Vladimir Putin. And I do not say that lightly. (laughs) I mean, it's just... So McCain said, uh, you know, I want an unanimous consent. I want an unanimous consent to advance the bill. So McCain goes on. I note the senator from Kentucky leaving the floor without justification or rather of any rationale for the action that he has taken. That is really remarkable that a senator blocking a treaty that is supported by an overwhelming number, perhaps 98 at least of his colleagues will come to the floor and object and walk away and walk away. The only conclusion you could draw when he walks away is he has no argument to be made. He has no justification for his objection to having a small nation be part of NATO that is under assault from the Russians. So I repeat again, the senator from Kentucky is now working for Vladimir Putin. (laughs) Is he... Is he lost his effing mind? 
Is he lost his effing mind? Come on. Is he lost his effing mind? I'm telling you, 16 years ago, the Bush administration said John McCain lost his mind in North Vietnam. He was in that prison camp too long. When they let him out, a little piece of him was left there. You can't trust him to be the president. So W, that dummy, won the nomination and became president. And when John McCain, eight years later, was stumbling and mumbling, bomb Iran. Getting Sarah Palin to go rogue and run around like a crazy person. With a retarded kid and their wacky... (laughs) They're all nuts! People said John McCain is gone. He is officially gone. 16 years later, the guy's officially gone. Rand Paul is working for Putin. <laughs> Putin. Everybody's Putin. Russians. Putin. Just remember, for the last eight years, okay, and if you then want to go back 16 years, Vladimir Putin and the Russians have been in a position where all their advancements, uh, all their technology, uh, all of their, their, their private, everything they have has been made possible by the United States. I will repeat the Olympics. We're in Russia a few years ago where they made fun of Obama. Like they actually made, there, there were images of a monkey and a banana in reference to Obama. In, and, that, and they're what? Now all of a sudden, they're, they're Trump allies. They're the evil, most violent, most Bastard of bastard countries. They're going to kill us. They're gonna... But for eight years, Obama was the president, and Russia has gotten stronger than ever before. John McCain was the senator with his boyfriend, Lindsey Graham. What did they do? Nothing. What did John McCain and, 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 and the boyfriend there, Lindsey Graham, do for the past eight years? Zero. When George Bush was president, Russia, again, they, they had the Putin, and they had Dmitriev, and Putin, Dmitriev, whoever, whatever puppet they had, where Putin was the real man in power. And you still had McCain, and you still had his boyfriend, Graham, in the Senate, doing nothing. So for 16 years, the Russians and Putin have been around, and they've gotten their wealth, and they've, they've, they've overtaken these little countries. Remember, Putin took a country over under Bush. 
Now, all of a sudden, everybody acts like Russia's been isolated for the past 20 years. And because they're oligarchs, overpaid for a Trump house in 2005 or 2004, knowing that Trump was going to be president in 2016... They are on the rebound because they've been ostracized for all these years and because they have a secret agent with Trump and the deals they made 20 years ago are paying off now. Are you stupid? Come on, man. I get it. I get it. The majority of people in the country are low-information voters. So all of this BS they're fed by the media and the fake Republicans, the cucks, overtakes their brains. And they get discombobulated. They get like a bobblehead. I get it, but come on, man. You got to smarten up. You got you to gotta smarten up. Got to smarten up. Remember when... Ted Cruz, remember what Lion Ted basically called Mitch McConnell a liar? And he didn't even necessarily say, hey, Mitch McConnell, you liar, you low it, it was like, well, you know, if the, if, the, if, the, if the senator said that, then, it, then it, it's a lie. You know, I mean, he, he didn't straight up say, you're a liar. Hey, Mitch McConnell, what, Ted? You're a liar. It wasn't like that. It was more subtle. And the outrage. I mean, like, Ted Cruz was ostracized from the Senate. Ted Cruz is like ostracized. You can't call a senator a liar. <gasps> oh, oh, dear. Followed Ted Cruz throughout the, the primary campaign. Now, I'm not a big Ted Cruz fan. I'm just showing you a, a, a real bizarre situation in the sense that John McCain said Rand Paul is working for Vladimir Putin. What's worse? In a roundabout way, calling someone a liar on the Senate floor? Or on the Senate floor, straight up saying, hey, the senator from Kentucky is working for Vladimir Putin. And that basically got a 0.1 as far as percentage of coverage. Now, why it's not being made that big of a deal? Because McCain's a cuck. McCain is a Republican who bashes Trump. That way, he can be used on CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NBC and CBS as showing that network has balance and that even Republicans hate Trump. So you're not going to be, a big deal is not going to be made out of 
John McCain literally doing something insane. Accusing another senator of working for Vladimir Putin. So it's basically going to get kind of snickered. Like, ha, 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 John McCain. Ha, 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 ha. Media can't bury McCain. Can't, you can't bury McCain. CNN needs him to keep going on those morning shows. Going Trump, Putin, Putin, Trump. Putin, Putin, Trump, Putin, Trump. Putin, 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 Trump. But, but McCain's gone. He's effing lost his effing, effing mind. Working for Putin. I wish, I would, you know, I would, I would have loved to have just seen, I mean, of course it would never happen. I'd love to have seen Rand Paul kind of do a little turn, walk back in, take his wig off, and walk up to McCain and punch him right in his face. <laughs> he takes his wig off, undoes his tie. He's like, I'm getting you, old man. Where's your queer friend? <laughs> Boom! Lays out, lays out McCain. Slaps Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham's like, stop! Stop! <laughs> Lindsey starts flailing his arms like, like a, like, slap it. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great. <sighs> but it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. But it would have been great. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll be, we'll be right back. Don't go away. If you go away, come back. And then you could go away again. Don't go away. Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari. Show. Are you, are you coming to the train? Led by a man who wants to break the chains. Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men called out for a wall built by Crane. Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men called out the fools who lead in vain. Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Wear a hat of hope side by side with me. Make America great again. Break the chain. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. I 
and we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to a tree to take our great country back again? Join a revolution, break the chains, let's meet this year on a Trump train. We're going to win at the border. All right, we're going to win on the border. That's the Trump train song. Okay? The Trump train song. That's what that was. The Trump train song. Rob's Carry, Rob's Carry Show. Don't forget, guys, you can follow us on Twitter. You can also follow us on Spreaker. Uh, if you go to Spreaker, you go to Spreaker.com, type in uh, Rob's Carry Show, and you will uh, find the program there. And trust me, you will love the program. You're going to love the program more than you love Michael Savage, the Savage Nation. Here he got beat up today or got into a fight. I think it was a publicity. I think he was doing a Morton Downey Jr. today. That's what I think. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll say I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm right. That's all I'm going to say. I think I'm right. He, uh. I guess was in a restaurant today, and uh, some guy kept calling him Wiener. I guess that's his real name. His name's not Savage. It's something Wiener. And um, uh, when he went, when he got up to leave, and he was there with his dog. I guess he's one of those. He's one of those people that. Uh, has lunch with the dog, like sets the dog in the chair like it's a human. I mean, I'm not, I, hey, I love dogs too. I love dogs too. But if I had a uh, wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know, if you're a fanook, um, I would much rather go to lunch with them than bring my dog. And I love my dog. I love both my dogs. But I definitely wouldn't want to bring them to lunch. <laughs> Just say it. But anyway, so the guy was going wiener, 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 gets up, the, the, they get into a verbal thing, and then punches are thrown. Police show up. And after the police hear uh, the story, they uh, uh, decide not to arrest anybody. So, all said and done, as this gets reported, at the end of the article, it says, oh, by the way, uh, Michael Savage's new book about uh, Trump's uh, you know, run for the presidency and blah, 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 just came out today. So I'm like, come on, man. Dude gets into a fight. It makes some headlines. And oh, by the way, his new book's coming out today, or it's out today. Go buy it. Doesn't say go buy it, but it says the book's out. New book, brand new, and it has the title of the 
book. So I'm calling, I'm calling fake. I'm calling phony. I'm calling uh, Morton Downey Jr. Those of you who don't remember, Morton Downey Jr. went into a, a bathroom and then uh, made it look like a bunch of skinheads beat him up. And he, like, punched himself in the face, and he wrote, like, a swastika on his head, and, I don't know, like a penis on himself. <laughs> I don't know. He just did a bunch of horrible stuff to himself and then claimed some neo-Nazi skinheads did it, and it wound up being all fake. And that was basically the nail in the coffin for the Morton Downey career. So, I don't know. Maybe it's real, but I, uh, I think it's fake. Anyway, let's talk about little Bow Wow. I didn't even know Bow Wow existed anymore. I didn't know little Bow Wow existed. He's the guy that was in, or the guy, he's a guy now, or a young adult, um, that was in the um, Michael Jordan movie, right? Wasn't he in the, the Michael Jordan movie or the movie about Michael Jordan's shoes? Something like that. I thought that was Little Bow Wow. And now he's just Bow Wow. So he's not Little Bow Wow. He's just Bow Wow. So, and it's funny. As we talk about this, it just brings the, and I, and I don't even like to say hypocrisy because liberals don't fall into hypocrisy. They, hypocrisy is 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 something legitimate. It's something real. For somebody to say you're a hypocrite, you know, there, there's 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 a a rational response involving hypocrisy. There there really is. Liberals, there is no rational response. There there is no rational response. Liberals are the most intolerant extremists that there is on this planet. That's why, listen, that's why liberals carry the water so much for Muslims and Islam, because they can relate to that extremism. And remember, yes, not all Muslims, you know, fly planes in the buildings, but the majority of Muslims make the women cover themselves from head to toe in burqas or at least their heads. So, yes, there's a extreme element that believe in blowing themselves up and flying into planes. Greater population of Islam finds nothing wrong with a woman having to ask permission to leave a house. Oh, Rob, what about the, the million or so Muslims that live in the United Okay, but that's a drop in the bucket compared to the hundreds of millions that are throughout the world. Because remember, that's what you have to reference, because when you talk about terrorists, the first thing liberals say is, out of the billion Muslims. So you got to say the same thing. Yeah, they're not all terrorists. 
the very, very small portion that are, I'm going to blow myself up and fly a plane into the building. But there's a huge majority that believe women are garbage, that women have to ask permission to go outside. Women have to ask permission to drive a car. Women can't vote. Uh, What, three, four of the biggest Muslim countries, Iran, Saudi Arabia, well, go find out how it is to be a woman there. Find out what it's like to be a woman in Pakistan. Go, come on, go. So I think that's why liberals, Democrats, progressives carry that water for Muslims so much because they identify with that extremism. They identify with the whole burqa. They, they identify with the uh, permission to go to school, uh, genital mutilation. They identify with that. They totally identify with that. So when a liberal, when a liberal is outraged because somebody does something, but yet turns around and does the exact same thing that they were outraged over, but now they're doing it with, with unbridled conviction where there's nothing wrong with their doing. It's, it, it's justified what they're doing because the action that has taken place uh, you know, or, or the person that they're doing it to doesn't even register as a human being. That's, that's, it, it, that's a far, far cry from just hypocrisy. Because you could do the hypocrisy game and get a little chuckle out of the person who's being a hypocrite and go, yeah, I know. But hey, yeah, it's... it's political or you know hey i got i got to do it because it's one of my own like they know it they identify it you know it's kind of like that saying of a, of a crazy person you know doing the same thing over and over again expecting uh, a different result and you have no idea and you're just doing it over and over you know hypocrisy you know it you know it you do something that's hypocritical, uh, and you know when the camera's off or you're behind closed doors, you look at somebody and go, "I know I'm being hypocritical, but hey, you know my child can do no wrong." And then you get a laugh and a chuckle, but you know there's hypocrisy. Liberals, they don't—they—they're blinded. They're, there's something wrong in their brain there's something wrong in their brain there's a chemical imbalance in their brain so if you say to them you're being hypocritical no i'm not no i'm not no like they really don't identify that they don't go yeah i know but here's the reason they they straight up go no i'm not think about the whole snoop dog video how he's shooting Trump.
And we talked about the outrage from the left if Trace Atkins or Toby Keith or Kid Rock did a music video, a bunch of white guys with Confederate flags. You know, the, the one with a Confederate flag, maybe the other one with a Confederate bandana. They were chasing Obama through the woods. And then they corner him. And they start beating him with a bat. Imagine what would happen to that performer. Imagine what would happen to the company that you know, puts that performer's music out. Imagine that. Forget boycotts. Within a day, within an hour, whatever company would say they, if it was Warner Music, within an hour of that video coming out, Warner Music would give a statement and say, uh, we no longer represent Toby Keith. His actions, his video, unacceptable. We do not want to be associated with that. Good day. There would not be a, ha, 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 isn't that funny? Ha, 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 ha. In the liberal mind, they don't see that hypocrisy. They, they, like, they don't go, yeah, I know. But hey, it's all political. This is like a game to us, too. In their mind, totally different. Because Donald Trump is Satan. Donald Trump is, is, is the devil. Donald Trump is Hitler. And so in turn, anything you do to Hitler, Satan, anything is, is acceptable. And if you say, yeah, but to me... Obama is Hitler or Satan. They dismiss that. Because they don't think Obama is Hitler or Satan. They think Obama is God. They look at Obama as the second coming. They don't see someone else's point of view. They don't see someone else's perception. They only see theirs. So in turn, there is no hypocrisy. There is no understanding hypocrisy. There is no going, yeah, yeah, I know, but politically, uh-uh. In their mind, Obama's God. If you don't like Obama, there's something wrong with you. You're a racist. You're a, a xenophobe. You're, or you're just not a good person because you should like him. Because he's just an awesome dude. And that's the, the messed up brain structure of Democrats, liberals, progressives, the media. Like we always say, when you hear the media say, oh, you know, the mature, the, the people. Oh, look at the people protesting in the majority of the American people. They're leaving out the fact that 60-some-odd million people voted for Trump. So when they're outraged over something Trump did, 
It's them and the people that didn't vote for Trump. People that voted for Trump were not outraged. And in their mind, they can't wrap their brain around the fact that half the country voted for Trump. That's why you keep hearing the whole Russian hacking thing, because they so desperately want to believe that 120 million people voted for Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and the Russians went inside the ballot boxes, went inside the ballot computers, went inside all the machinery and switched the votes from Hillary to Trump. That's why all of their broadcasts and all of their stories and all of their narratives are the people are shocked. The people are upset. And then they'll even roll out a poll. Look, the majority of the American people don't like Donald Trump. Look. And remember, these are all the polls that said Donald Trump was going to get his ass handed to him. So now you got Bow Wow. So if if Snoop Dogg having a music video where he shoots Trump wasn't just in the realm of wow, and the liberals are just like, what? What's wrong with that? Well, what if we do a video where we kill Obama? <laughs> totally different. Why is it different? Well, because Trump is an a-hole Nazi scumbag. Oh, well, I think Obama is a Nazi a-hole scumbag. (gasps) How dare you? All right. So Bow Wow does a tweet that says, shut your punk ass up. Talking ass about my uncle Snoop, your wife, And make her work for us. Huh. Make her work. So I guess what Bow Wow saying is Snoop or Bow Wow and his friends are pimps. And they're going to make Melania a hooker or what? A uh, 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 a sex slave? They're going to make her. I mean, there, there's so many things wrong with this tweet. And, and the media's been silent. Media's been silent. If this was a Republican, if this was a conservative, if this was Toby Keith, you would have already seen a Daily Beast article condemning Toby Keith and calling for him to be ostracized. You would have already seen a, uh, a Politico story. Just name the website Vox. But Washington Post would have ran a a front page story. New York Times would have run a front page story. 
And it wouldn't have just been one story like the Daily Beast, because they're the kings of it. They would have written multiple stories and dissected the tweet. So they, they would have ran a story about sex trafficking and how it's not a, a, a joke. So then if it was Toby Keith who wrote this tweet, the article would have been Toby Keith talks about wanting to put Michelle Obama in, in a sex trafficking situation, a, a sex slave. And then it would have been this huge article by Olivia Nunzio about how Toby Keith is, uh, you know, uh, promoting sex slaves and, uh, and, and racism and then, of course, just generally disrespecting the first lady. And then Ashwan Mashman, the Asian over there, he would have wrote a, a, a follow-up article about everything that's wrong with Toby Keith and country music. And then that article would have been all about the tweet. And then the other Asian, Tim Mack, Malik. Who looks just like Ashwan Mashman. I think they are the same. They just, you know, use, he just uses two different names to make the Daily Beast look bigger. Then he would have wrote it. I mean, the Daily Beast, for the next, all week, that would have been the news cycle with the Daily Beast. And then whoever put out Toby Keith's music would be called on to dump him. The label would be called to dump him. If he's on tour, the venues that he's, that he's performing at would be called on to cancel the tour. Not one ounce of outrage. Not one ounce of outrage. Nobody cares. Because in the liberal world, this is completely fine. Melania Trump is a whore. She's a skank. Remember, liberals talk about slut-shaming. Slut-shaming, slut-shaming, slut-shaming. If it's another Democrat, if it's another liberal, if it's somebody they perceive as a Republican, then they're a dirty whore slut, and they deserve it. They're a dir- Melania Trump deserves to be a a, a, a a whore, a sex slave to little Bow Wow. And here's the other thing I always find uh, very funny. So when Trump's on his, doing his, his, his speeches and he goes, I want to make the inner cities better. I want to make it so you don't walk down the street and get shot. And the minute he says that, you see all the pundits on TV. Oh, Trump thinks uh, all the inner cities are are full of crime and everybody's shooting each other. He doesn't understand the black people. He doesn't understand that black people are doing well, and he doesn't understand. He's stereotyping. He's the... And now you got Snoop Dogg. The whole video can't be any more stereotyped involving black people. And then Bow Wow's talking about Pimps and, and, and being a pimp and a hooker. You can't get any more stereotype than that. And these are mainstream Hollywood 
music types. Why does Trump continuously stereotype black people as Bow Wow and Snoop Dogg are talking about pimps and whores and gangsters? Well, gee. I don't know. You tell me, stupid. You tell me, dum-dum. Where do all these stereotypes come from? That's what I, that's what I love. When black people are like, you stereotype us. We don't, you stereotype yourself. You stereotype yourself. I mean, Samuel Jackson talking about, you know, this British black guy. He can't, he can't play a, a, an American black guy. He doesn't know what it's really like to be an American black guy. He doesn't know what it's really like to be the street. He doesn't really. Really? So all American black guys are like drug dealers and. Pimps and gangsters. There's no black guy like from This Is Us that's like a financial advisor. <laughs> no, there's no guy like they're not they're not like that. I know it's a little pop culture reference to the TV show This Is Us. But it's like black people stereotype themselves. I mean, no different than Italians. When I hear an Italian go, why, why does everybody think all Italians are in the mafia? Why does everybody think all Italians like pizza? Well, I don't know. Because how many movies, how many, how many Italians do you see? And they're like, hey, oh, hey, Luigi, bring me a slice of pie over here. I don't know. That's us doing it. It's not somebody else. It's Martin Scorsese doing it. It's Robert De Niro doing it. I I don't know. You tell me. So, yeah. When year after year you see Jay-Z going, nigga what, nigga who, nigga what? Let me pass my snowflake and my OZ and my ding and my pimps and my bitches and my... I don't know. I don't see I don't see a lot of Jay Z's going, Hello. Hello. My name <laughs> he- Hello. So I don't know. When Bow Wow's talking about making the first lady of the United States a sex slave and he's referencing him and his friends are pimps. I don't know. You tell me where stereotypes come from. You tell me. When I'm watching award shows, black performer after black performer goes up on stage and goes, Yo, man. Yo, what's up? Mm-hmm. Yo. Yeah, I like to thank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up with my niggas up in the bar? Yeah, what's up? I mean, that's that's the image that's portrayed by black folk. It's not the image of 
This is us. <laughs> Hello, I'd like to thank all my Negroes in the upper balcony. Uh, yes, I... That's just a side. That's my side note. The stereotypes. Why are they stereotypes? You do it. Not us. I can't, you know, what are you talking about? Adrian Peterson beats his, like, six-year-old kid with a stick. And people are outraged that Adrian Peterson goes, hey, man, that's what we do. Okay, that's what we do in our culture. We beat our kids with sticks. And when other black folk like Charles Barkley and them come out and go, hey, man, that's what we do. You know, why people don't understand. But that's how we discipline our kids. We, you know, my, my mama, when I grew up, she'd take a switch off the, off the tree and beat me with it. Huh. Okay. Right on. It's not us. Not us creating these stereotypes. Instead of saying, you know what, Adrian Peterson is, um, well, he's an exception. Uh, All black people do not beat their adolescent children with sticks. Instead, it's, hey, that's what we do. That's what we do in our culture. We beat our kids with sticks. Oh, gotcha. Like Bow Wow says, we going to pimp your wife and make her work for us. Because we pimping and hoeing. All right. Okay. Gotcha. Got ya. All right. Gotcha. Pimping and hoeing. Pimping ain't easy. You and I, will she be hanging out with Coco? Like, what, what will that be? Pimping ain't easy. But anyway, back to the... Blind psychosis that liberals have. So, any Republican, any performer—I, I, you know—I mean, it's hard to find Republican uh, entertainers because they're terrified to ever come out. They're like they're like gays from the '80s, you know. <laughs> they are Republican Republican Hollywood types are like homosexuals from the 80s who just, you don't come out of the closet. You never come out. You don't come out and say you're gay. That's, that's Republicans in Hollywood. You, you, you can actually think of what? Clint Eastwood, John Voight, James Woods. James Woods doesn't work anymore. John Voight does the, uh, uh, the, the, the Showtime show or whatever the hell that is with uh, Liv Shriver, that show. I mean, again, exactly. It's not like John Voight is, is I mean, he, was, he, was, he wasn't relevant since, uh, what, Champ? Wasn't he Champ? Deliverance? Then he's Julian, or, uh, uh, Angelina Jolie's dad, that they, and they fought. Clint Eastwood. Well, it's Clint. This guy, what, 80 years old, made epic movies? I think it's a lot easier to come out as a Republican once you become a monster success. Everybody knew 
uh, Mel was a Republican, but he didn't get ostracized until he went on his anti-Jew rant. It started, it started, you know, basically calling Jews the devil. And it wasn't even after Passion of the Christ, which I never saw, but my girlfriend said, we got to watch it. And I was like, why? She goes, because if you watch it, you'll understand why people went, you know, it seemed a little anti-Jew. <laughs> and I go, why? She goes, because he depicts the Jews killing Christ, like the Jews killed Christ. So that didn't even get him banished. People just went, eh. It was when he did the whole, you dirty Jew mother effer to the cop, and that was like, all right. But prior to that, everybody knew Mel was a Republican, but they were fine because when you're a director that calls the shots and you make that money, you're, you know, you're free and clear. So if you could find, if you could find a Republican in the entertainment business, just imagine them going on an anti-Michelle Obama rant, talking about uh, making her a hoe. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if, somebody, if, if somebody's like, I'll make her my hoe? They'd be like, what? You racist? You, whoa. Screamings for racism. 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 Everything racism. So, Bow Wow gets a pass. And that's what I mean. In the uh, liberal, Democrat, progressive mind, they, they don't see that. Because Trump and anybody associated with Trump, pure garbage. So, doing the very things that they rally about, you know, uh, sexism and, and I mean, look what they did to Peter Seisel, the, the, the co-founder or founder of PayPal. He's a homosexual, but because he came out for Trump, he was like gay bashed by gays, like liberal homos talk smack on Peter's side, like, they're like, that faggot. And you're like, but you're gay. Yeah, but I'm a good gay. He's a dirty faggot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> they hate him. Instead of them going, oh, my God, it, it's it's amazing. There's this 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 gay billionaire that's, you know, in such a, a position in the White House. And it's like, F him. And they don't see. They they just don't. Like I said, it's not hypocrisy for them. They, they don't see the hypocrisy. It, does, it doesn't exist for them. Mentally, they're, they're so mentally unhinged it, 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 that it doesn't compute doesn't compute. I mean, do you see the, 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 the Kellyanne Conway stuff? I'm not talking about the shoes on the couch for Kellyanne Conway. I'm talking about the photo shoot or, or interview she did 
and the photographer took a picture of her, and it was like a medium close-up. So in the background, you could see pictures that were on her table. So you could make out the pictures that were on her table, you know, like a coffee table. And one of the pictures was this glamour shot of her in like a, uh, it wasn't so much a cape. It, it, it was it was made to look like one of those like 1950s or 60s glamour shot where it's like, uh, 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 the the cape or or I don't I don't want to say a cape or cloak, but kind of a cape or cloak pulled up just a little over her head, and she's kind of looking. She's not looking in the camera. She's looking up in a way, like a glance. It's like you know one of those Betty Garbo pictures, and it says uh, under it the Queen of Polling. And obviously, it, it was like a, a fun, you know, uh, 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 picture that, uh, uh, you know, her family did uh, with her or, or her friends. Remember, the, Kelly and Conway ha- has a polling company or had a polling company that was the polling company. It was the, the prominent, the, I mean, it was the polling co- I mean obviously it was the polling company because she knew that Trump was in striking distance in Michigan and Pennsylvania and in Ohio obviously Wisconsin she was doing the polling obviously her polling was better than CNN's polling obviously her polling was better than uh, you know, uh, uh, Maris polling. It was better than all the po- all the polling companies. Because when Trump was in Michigan, when Trump was in Pennsylvania, everybody kept saying, "What is he doing? He should be in these other states like Georgia, where he's running neck and neck with Hillary. He should be in Texas." He should be in these states that all these polling companies had him point ahead or two points ahead or neck and neck. Instead, he's spending his time in states that have polling showing him down 12 points, down 15 points, down eight points. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Obviously, Kellyanne Conway said, listen, my polling shows that you are there. My polling shows that you are neck and neck. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what happened. Trump won those states by a point, two points. So my point is, her polling company is the best. So the picture depicts her as the queen of polling. Obviously, it was funny it was fun it was it was a joke it was you know it was it, it was it, 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 if it was a democrat if it was a liberal 
Nobody would have talked about it. And if they talked about it in the way that people are talking about Kellyanne Conway in the picture, again, you would have Daily Beast articles. You would have Vox articles. You would have segments on Rachel Maddow. You'd have segments on CNN. You'd have segments on Lawrence O'Donnell. You'd have segments on Chris Hayes, all attacking the people that were making fun of the picture, calling them sexist. And then they would tie that into, oh, my God, that just shows how the party is. That just shows how far we are from women being equal. That's how we are. But because it's Kellyanne Conway, because she's a Republican, you have to throw all of those arguments out the window and say, ha, 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 she looks like a witch. Ha, 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 ha. What's wrong with her? Ha, ha. All of these things that if they were applied to a Democrat, people would be freaking. People would be freaking. Salon.com and Cosmopolitan, oh my God, they'd have, they, they would have already written five articles condemning all the people making fun of Kellyanne Conway. It's just like her in the feet, the outrage over her feet. And not even on the on on the desk of the president. Not even on the, the old on a, on a couch trying to take a picture. Just trying to take a picture of all these people. And then the the, the senators or the congressmen making the, the the sex jokes. And there was no outrage. The fact that Nancy Pelosi dodged around it, no outrage. And what was the response? Nancy Pelosi's response was, well, "Really." Donald Trump is a pig. Donald Trump is disgusting. Donald Trump was on tape talking about grabbing a girl's pee. Well, what does that have to do with your congressman, a member of your Congress, member of your your delegation, and Kellyanne Conway? Both of that has nothing to do with Donald Trump in a video and a tape of. Not even I told you, it's not even a double standard. The thing that liberals get outraged about gets thrown out the window as it pertains to Donald Trump and and even Republicans in general. Thrown out the window. Man, people are calling Kellyanne a witch. A witch. It was like a big joke, a big laugh, ah, isn't that a funny story? Ha, 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 I'm telling you, man, like I said, liberals are, are it's, it's just, their minds are, are, are wired Their minds are are wired really, really strange. They they are they're 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 wired strange. They're, they're wired dangerous. How's that? <laughs> they're. they're they're wired dangerous. 
wired. They're wired dangerous. Okay. They're they're just they're wired dangerous. And that's where we are. That's where we are. And it took Donald Trump to really bring out the danger of liberals, the danger that we are as a country. I couldn't imagine four years. Four years after the eight years we had with Obama. Nope. Could, I couldn't. I could not have imagined. Couldn't imagine where we would be right now. In, uh, in 50 days of Hillary Clinton's uh, turn, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't. Absolutely couldn't. It's frightening to think about it. It's frightening. 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 Okay? Frightening. All right, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. Listen to me, man. You guys, again, have been great. I, I thank you from the bottom of my uh, black heart for... Uh, listening to us every night I, I do I, I thank you For listening to us uh, It's uh, It means a lot Because you could be uh, Doing A uh, hundred other things But because you guys listen to us It means You mildly like us um, You 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 <laughs> You think we're we're mildly good, even if it's just one of you, even if it's just one. I thank you. Uh, you guys are truly the best, and I am grateful. So don't forget, listen to us tomorrow. Uh, you can follow us on uh, uh, Twitter, uh, and that's uh, at Rob Zakari Show. Follow us on Twitter. You can also uh, go to Spreaker, and you can sign up to follow us and listen to us on there. So punch in Rob Zakari Show there. Uh, you could also go on uh, Facebook, follow us there. Uh, you can also go to iTunes, follow us there. These are all the places that you could go, and you can listen to us. We're here. Every night at uh, 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. <laughs> not, not, not that early. Um, so uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Be good. Be safe. Don't take any wooden nickels. Wooden nickels. No good. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Good day. Good night.